ever let life hold you down. Tell me your story. Don't worry, be happy, down, upside, frown. Tell me your story. Motivation, inspiration, uplifting, and giving. Tell me Hey, welcome to Tell Me Your Story with Monique Manon. I'm excited to uh, meet our next guest. He's a former pro basketball player who earned his nickname Spider because of his long arms. Uh, John is one of the original bad boys of the Detroit Pistons. He's a father, a husband, actor, entrepreneur, talk show host, philanthropist, wellness advocate, vegan, and a champion in all that he puts his hands on. Not to mention, he's super intelligent and hilarious. I have a great story uh, to share with you. I, was, I had just delivered my, my son, and I was in the hospital, and he came to visit, and he just cracked up laughing. He said, Mo, your nose, your nose has just spread, and it's huge. I just had the baby, and this is his hello. <laughs> but that's John. So, no, it's my honor and pleasure to introduce you to the one and only John Spider Sally. Welcome, John. Thank I you. want to start from the beginning. Where are, how did Brooklyn shape and influence you, and where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> Canarsie. Um, being a New Yorker automatically uh, sharpens your skills. Right. Um, uh, I was raised a Jehovah Witness um, until I was 17, 18 years old. Um, that way, I guess I got whatever spirituality. I did not know that. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I learned how to sell God, so I know I can sell anything else. Wow. And uh, then I started searching for all those different things. So I studied Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, um, Santeria, uh, Scientology. All of it. I wanted to know what everybody but, was doing. But that's your personality, right? Once yeah. you find out about something, you dive in and really, he comes out knowing more than anybody that says something to him because you because will you study just, it and right. digest it. You can't just dissect tell me. it. You can't tell me this is it. And I, I, I suppose I believe it. I went to Egypt and I realized that everything I've ever learned in Christianity or in Judaism came from Egyptology. But mm -hmm. I, I, not that I had to go to Egypt to go to see that. When you go and you're looking at symbols and you're seeing what they talk about and you start realizing, well, the Jews were in Egypt, so they had to take a lot of that. And then out of the Jewish religion, Christians, so they had to take what they had in Judaism. That was the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, one day I just kept searching and searching and searching. Now um, I just look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look for God. <laughs> I go, there you go. <laughs> and at what age did you know you wanted to be a pro player? Like you knew this is it. I know I'm going to do this. So this is why it's important that I said I was a Jehovah's Witness. So if y'all know, we knock on your door on Saturday mornings where most people are asleep. Right. Well, you mean business. We mean business. Mm -hmm. So Thursday night, I was at the Theocratic Ministry School. Tuesday, we were doing book study. Saturday, I'm knocking on doors. Sundays, I'm studying the Watchtower and Awake. Uh, I mean, Saturday night. Sunday, we go to the Kingdom Hall. Some people go back and field service. So a lot of my time was spent um, focused on other than myself. So when I played basketball, I knew I had a limited amount. So I did not waste the time. Mm. So at the age of six, uh, this kid, Eric Jones, we were playing basketball. His father was you know, cool, he had an afro, he's pork chop sideburns. 
And he was talking about all the girls, like the basketball players, and they play inside. And, you know, I was a football player with my brothers. So at six, I realized I wanted to impress the women. At 12, <laughs> I realized at sixth grade, I was going to be a pro. And a lot of people may look at that and say, well, how'd you know? Well, that became my plan because I realized at 12, Magic Johnson went into the pros at 19. Mm -hmm. Seven years after I decided, Magic was like a pro. My brother said to me, are you going to be a pro at 19? And I was 15 at the time. Well, most of us become pros 21, 22. I was one of those. So my focus was laser. Right. Like, everything was great. My girlfriend never left me. She was um, wow. brown. I mean, orange, nine pounds. <laughs> I took her everywhere with me. I would, I would dribble her. I would sometime pass her. I didn't like passing her. Um, so my mentality is was basketball was my outside life. Right. That was my extracurriculum activity. Wow. And how, how did high school and, and Georgia Tech shape you, you know, well, and prepare well, you to play in the, in the pros? I was the last picked on my high school team in 10th grade. And the reason we had 17 people on the team, you only really have 12, but he had a, like a taxi squad because we couldn't afford JV. <laughs> and the reason he even let me be on the team, Mo, is he was my social studies teacher in eighth grade. So he threw he you knew, a bone. He did. He knew I practiced. Every day he would look out the window while he's giving somebody a test. And when everybody else is, you know, too cold to go out, I'm on the court. And he just thought that I was so dedicated to it. So from being the last pick of my 10th year to being the number one player in New York City and two years later. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a laser focus. Right. So then I picked Georgia Tech because I'm a student. Mm -hmm. And then they were big on student athletes. Right. Um, they didn't have a well-known basketball team. Matter of fact, they were the worst team in Division One. <laughs> oh, uh, but by my junior year, we were the number one team in the country. So I, I just have this thing of um, finding guys who want to be great. Right. And we put our energies together. Then we went to Detroit, and we became Drake. It's, it's just what it is. It's just. Yeah. And then you uh, got to play with like the greats, like. Thank you. Jordan. You <laughs> Wait, no, seriously. Oh, you mean to play with the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. I mean, Bird, Magic, Kobe, Shaq. I mean, Isaiah. how was that? Well, um, of course, Isaiah, yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, they were all right. They were okay. Did they inspire you? Did any of the, you know, who inspired you to go like, that? yeah, that's it. That's, this is my lane. No, this is, this is the craziest thing. And I say this. Um, I never look at men. Um, period. But uh, pause. I never look at men as being better than me. Mm -hmm. So I never thought that they were better than me. Good. Um, and then I would prove that. Right. I, I, I had this real particular thing about I'm on this court too. That's right. You put your socks on the same way, sneakers, your, your pants. You, you have to put the orange thing inside the orange thing. That's right. If you can put it in there, I can put it in there. So I've always felt that I belonged. I never looked up to my peers. I was on um, ESPN, and they asked me for my top five, and Michael Jordan wasn't in it. I said that, and they were like, you don't have Michael Jordan in your top five? And I go, he's a constituent. Tell your story. Never, ever let life hold you down. After working over 30 years in Hollywood, working with 
Prince on the music video Kiss, Eddie Murphy on Coming to America, Will Smith on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Paul Abdul, to name a few. I realized, you know, they got inspired by somebody. I would love to hear their story, right? And then I realized that dancers, dancers were going into depression because they didn't know what to do life after dance. So that's when I wanted to put some sunlight on them and also be a, a teaching tool for the baby dancers out there, but also let them know, like, these are the dancers that paved the way for you, right? And then I was dealing with out-of-control eczema. It took me three years to find a healthy solution, and I became a health advocate. Getting testimonials coming in, I realized that everybody has a story. And that's how I created the show, Tell Me Your Story with Monique Manon. What is your story? I would love to hear it because everybody has a story. My name is John Sally, and you're watching Tell Me a Story with Monique Mann. It's like I was on um, ESPN, and they asked me for my top five, and Michael Jordan wasn't in it. And I go, you're asking for my top five. Right. So that would be um, Bill Russell, Walt Chamberlain, um, Jerry West, Oscar Robertson. Wow. Like, I'm going to talk about the people that Not I Dr. watched. J? Dr. Dr. J? Dr. J was, that's my top five. Okay. Including Jay. And I said that. And they were like, you don't have Michael Jordan in your top five? I go, he's a constituent. Oh, okay. Like, I, he's not, I'm, he, I'm not, he's not a hero of mine. He's a, he's a guy that I sent home two years in a row crying and not wanting to hang out with me because we beat long him. spider arms. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry we had to beat you. It was either you or me, and I'm going to pick me. That's right. So I don't look at I think Magic and Bird were great. And I say this, they were, Magic got in, what, 79, uh, 82 or something? I don't know, 82? Mm -hmm. So from 82 to 89, it was Magic and Bird. Right. And from 89 to 90, it was Isaiah Thomas and Bad boys. Bad boys. And then from 91 to 98, it was Michael. People want to make him greater than everybody else that come before right. him. And I don't even think, if you ask Michael Jordan who is greatest play, he doesn't, greatest play of all time, he doesn't say me. Mm -hmm. So if the greatest of all time doesn't count himself as the greatest of all time. Right, because everybody be. gets inspired by somebody. Yeah, because if you ask Muhammad Ali who the greatest of all time, he's going to say me. So <laughs> that made him the greatest of all time. Right, right. But that was his whole image, he, his he was, whole thing. He was not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, and you know, and you are the, the, the first to win three, three championships. In three in two in three decades. Three That's decades, huge. Two millenniums. Yeah. A little dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny uh, that you say that. When I when I think about it, um, it's a team sport. But like I heard Isaiah Thomas say, "Man, Dennis Rodman got five championships. Sal has four, and I realized he only had two. Ah. And I was like, mm. I wow. didn't even realize that people looked at it that way." Um, but I also, if you're going to be somewhere, you know, why not be the best? 
Right. Why be, you know, there's already enough crowd there. <laughs> yeah. Somebody got to be on stage. Might as right. well be me. Oh, talking about on stage, you know, how was the, the, what was the biggest surprise adjustment transitioning from pro ball player, you know, the fans, the, you know, the, the, the uh, pro workouts and all that. How was that? That is a great transition into being an actor or being an entertainer because mm -hmm. The dedication, you have to be selfish. And I tell people the most important thing is to be selfish. Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by that? I'm not saying you shouldn't have it too, but I don't have time to go to the club. Right. I don't have time to go to that house party because I'm focused. I got to practice. I got to get up in the morning. I got to do this. This is what I'm choosing to do. Right. When I got to Hollywood, which was a great transition because since 1989, I started on Inside Stuff and I was training on how to be in front of a camera. Nice. Um, what makeup to wear, what to wear, what colors to wear. Right. Um, to speak the king's language, uh, not to speak in double language. In, in, um, yo, 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 what's up? Well, you can. There's a place for everything. <laughs> but if that's what you want to portray. That's and, right. And, you know, I, could, I can say things that definitely, I guess, fit the vernacular of a... Of mm -hmm. a African-American, or I can just speak the language so you understand it. I right. learned to get into a question, get out of it. Right. I learned a lot from Larry King, Johnny Carson, Arsenio Hall. Mm -hmm. um, I paid attention. So I paid attention to what they were doing and how they were entertaining, and that's what I wanted to do. Now in acting, you know, I, like when I first met you, you were driving from Miami to Orlando to be in a sitcom that spoke German. I said, do you speak German? You said, no. Yeah. No, I can. No, wait a minute. I speak fluent Dutch. Yes. Right. And I can, you know. You were in a German sitcom <laughs> and didn't speak German. So I said, this is the biggest hustle hey, I have ever seen. No, but, but you know what? They didn't ask me, do you speak German? I can understand German. Do you understand German? I said, yes. So when I was walking on the set, the producer was walking with me, and he's speaking in German to me, right? And I'm like answering him in English. He stopped like, eh? He was like, you don't know how to speak German, do you? I was like, no, not fluently. <laughs> so just imagine, I learned from my friend that once you get the job, then you got to do what the job is. That's right. Um, I learned also when you're acting, you're not acting. It's the, you're playing a character. So that, that was a big... You got to be that character. That yes. was a big transition. Right. Because as an athlete, you have to be that athlete. Right. So once I learned that, to leave my ego and my basketball at the door, right. use the same work ethic, I was able to play Fletcher. I was able to play... I think I, I, think I did something like 14 movies and 66 TV shows. Bad Boy 1, 2, uh, Eddie... Uh, Eddie. Um, a lot of sitcoms that he was yeah. on. And I, I always, my mother used to say to me, I sit so close to the TV, and she goes, stop gazing in the devil's eyeball. And so I always knew it was some evil, because she said it was evil. But I also knew I wanted to be in it. I wanted to be the one people were watching. Right. Um, the crazy part is I don't remember anything I've done once I do it. Right. I remember I did a play and you brought uh, Heavy D to yeah. see me in the play. And, and that's when I knew, it's like, you really want to do this. And that's when I knew, only go to plays on Broadway. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 I'm 
I was like, no, it was so good. I could, this, is, this, is, this is how much influence, God rest his soul, Heavy D, how much influence you had. Heavy then did a play directed by um, uh, Elroy um, Lindo. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and Heavy said, if, you hadn't, if I didn't know that that was a, a, a way of going, I would have never thought to be that in the actor. Because on stage mm-hmm. is entirely different. Oh, yeah. Than being in front of the camera. Especially on, and so on stage, you on, and, and, yeah. and they don't miss a beat because you on. Right. You like people like this, and you like sitting duck. No, in sitcoms, I can say, <laughs> let's take that again. And we'll move it back, and I can, I can hit it again. They can punch it in. Not on stage. It's no. live. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. like playing ball again. But that's the best part about on stage, though, because it's instant gratification, because instantly people let you know if they love it or not. And it's like for a movie or a TV show, you have to wait for it, it comes out. Right. Sometimes a whole year, sometimes a year and a half before a movie comes out. You also get a bigger check. That's true. <laughs> to oh, wait. Yeah. oh, please don't pay. You know. Yo, when I found out that y'all do it for the love, yes, that was basketball. And then when I realized... Yeah. Um, I could play like this at the YMCA and still get the same yeah, yeah, gratification yeah. without the check. That's right. I decided <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get the gratification and the check. That's and just, the check. Exactly. Gotta, exactly. You, check. I, you know, um, my personal favorite that you did, because I love everything you've done, because you're very natural, very believable. It's very hard to do, especially people that that's not their lane. Right. And you really adjusted. You, you, you took it and ran. It's, uh, my favorite still is you as the talk show host, one of the hosts from, and I love the title, just the title alone, the best damn sports show, period. It was. <laughs> Let me tell you how far. Because it's so you. It was. You are so you, your sense of humor, you're charming. Thank you. I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, that is so him. And, and you, just to let you know, they didn't realize I didn't know anything about sports. <laughs> Until I got on the show. Uh, they really said, you don't watch. I go, no. Like, I, I don't, I'm a performer. I don't, I'm not going to sit and, like, I don't watch, like watching other guys do it. it really? Just, no. It's not entertaining to me. Oh, wow. It never was. Not even the highlights? Highlights. Oh, If I got to talk about it. You will, you will. If I got to talk about it. You will it, cheat and just watch the highlights. I watch ESPN like everyone else and say, Oh, this is what I realized about TV. I got a limited amount of time to talk. That's right. And I'm going to say what I need to say in a limited amount of time that's not different than what you've already heard, but with a twist. Right. So I understood how that timing worked. And a lot of, a lot of people think that that got to be your life. It's not my life. Right. I, I did it. I did it all the time. But the one thing about transitioning, especially that show, The Best Damn Sports Show, I knew it wasn't just for me. Mm-hmm. It was for every single athlete that came after me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and these guys are doing great now. They, right. they take the classes. Right. I tell them, make sure you're in with this person who teach you how to use your voice. Right. Um, how to ask a question and get out of a question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to learn from that. All of that. Yeah, but you're doing a great job. But because and And... It was important that players showed that they had a personality because we don't believe athletes had a personality unless we see their hair color or they wear some funny clothes. But I was just thinking that the, the loud suits. Yeah, yeah, you know, when they do all that. Right. But they have a personality and they should be able to show. And most athletes are intelligent, but they don't get the, we get caught in a situation where, you know, the dumb drop. Just, just dribble. Before you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you wore so many hats. Which hat is your favorite hat? Oh, 
I like that being, hard? I like being a dad. Right. Um, sometime. <laughs> I like being a husband. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I, this is the funniest thing. I, my hat of life. I like no one. I tell you this all the time. I went to Costa Rica. And I did a show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, I was in the jungle for 28 days. <laughs> and if you know anything about me, I don't, I don't go barefoot. And we were in the jungle. And that, I was like, uh, I was wearing boots into the ocean, into the river. I, I'm not going barefoot. And I, I just wonder why like, white folks get all this money and they go camping. Right. But that's called homeless right. in my neighborhood, right? <laughs> so I don't like the homeless feeling. But I got to learn who I was in 28 days by not being John Sally. I was whatever the number was. I was on their time. Mm -hmm. um, I was mm -hmm. seven hours away from home. No car, no cell phone, nothing. So I had to literally Oof. deal with myself. But it, it opened up a lot. of. I literally came home and told everybody, um, I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and how. This is the only life I have. Nice. And anybody that doesn't like it, they got a problem. That's right. I don't have a problem. Right, right. I they love that about you, though. Yeah. But I, I have really it. Now, you know I used to do it and be quiet about it. Now, <laughs> You um, just express yourself. <laughs> I don't. I tell them no one cares. <laughs> right. And they go, yes, they do. I go, what's Cher's boyfriend name? And they go, who? But do you remember we all knew who Cher's boyfriend name was in the 90s? We all paid attention to what Cher was doing, what Madonna was, was doing, doing, what Michael Jackson was okay. doing. No one cares now. No, yeah. So Because we overloaded. It, but we overloaded got, with information. We got somebody else to, yeah. to think we care about. Yeah. So that's my mentality. Right, right, right. So 2020 either revealed who you are or exposed who you are. What did it do for you? My mother died in ah. January 2020. Wow. At, at 96. Kobe died the 25th. Um, yeah. 26. Uh, I got to realize life was short. Yeah. And uh, then I did a movie called uh, Cinderella, uh, Sneakerella for Disney. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to act and I got to rap and I got to kind of dance, but not. <laughs> They were oh, I can't wait, because then I'm going to really let you have it. I can't wait. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I know. And they were trying to get me to do steps, and I said, hold on. I'm from Brooklyn, son. I'm, I'm Nas Jay-Z. I'm, I'm, I'm not MC Hammer. Hey, hey, they had a lot of, of, of breakdancing coming from Brooklyn. They were on the side and while Jay-Z and Nas rapped. And so I convinced them that that's how I should be. Right. Uh, I played a king. It's really, 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 it's a Disney Plus comes out soon. I hope. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to, in that year, realize um, no one cares. Yeah. And, and it, it sounds so morbid, but it's not. All we do, we're born and then we die. Mm -hmm. Everything in between is what we choose. That's right. Period. That's right. So I choose to act, travel, swim when I feel like it, uh, drive fast when I feel like it, sleep. Like, I will take a nap whenever I feel like it. Nice. I don't, I don't, I don't. I got to do that one. That yeah. one is, yeah, I got to do that yeah. one more yeah. often. You got to take, when you're sleepy, go to sleep. Yeah. It's your time. Wow. You adapted a, a, a plant-based diet, raw, vegan lifestyle, and then yeah. you open up a restaurant. Yeah. How, why, when, what, who, what? Well, this is, so in 91 is when I first picked up the plant-based lifestyle. Okay. And then I was a liar, um, that's called a vegetarian, until 
2006. And then I realized that a vegetarian doesn't eat cheese, fish, or animal byproducts. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a vegetarian, you have to eat vegetation. So once again, at the age of 40, I decided to stop lying about anything. At 50, when I finally stopped lying... (laughs) You're going to keep saying that line. No, I <laughs> you are. At, at 60, 60, I stopped lying. No, at 50, <laughs> I, people started realizing I gave no whatsoever. But at 40, I said I was going to stop lying. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a vegetarian, you have to be a vegetarian. And they call that a vegan. And since then, my cholesterol has gone down. Um, my prediabetes is, is stabled. Nice. Um, and the reason I say that, because if you're black in America, you're pre-diabetic from birth. Uh, <laughs> but it's also the, 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 the food. That's why. Yeah, the right. diet. Right. The, yeah. Our diet yeah. makes you a diabetic. Right, right. Um, Lots of fried, 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 fried. Fried and a lot of, um, and we don't realize that the oil is not good for us. That's right. They even tell you now, use olive oil, even in the healthy stuff, and that's right. the worst thing. Right. So when I, once again, like you said, I don't just hear things. I have to investigate Mm-hmm. And I found out that that was the best way to keep this human avatar working was by not putting things in it that make it not work. So I treat my body like a Bugatti. I used to treat it like a Ferrari. I love it. But now it's like a Bugatti. I love it. Yeah. By the way, uh, you sh- you'd be great in Avatar. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm the same height. Yeah. You should, you should really I'm wearing the tell, colors. You, tell your agent to go after that one. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I met James Cameron a couple of times. Uh, I'm cool just knowing him. <laughs> okay. Cool just knowing cool, him. Yeah. yeah. I'm on top of the world. He's a different dude, man. Okay. So uh, is it true that you and your daughter started a weed business? Yeah. This is the, the name of the company. is Deuces. And this is a two. Okay. And a two. But the way she designed it. Your numbers. It, right. It looks like a salad. It looks like right. an S. But right. it's a two and a two. Um, her name is Tyler Milan. She's a 25-year-old CEO, CEO yeah. top 50 women in cannabis, according to High Times. Nice. We launched in Michigan on September 22nd, Vegas, oh. October 22nd. And this is what happened, Mo. She was going to college, and she decided, she's 6'2", that she wasn't going to play basketball. Right. And that she wanted me to play for her to get a college education. She, wanted, she wanted you to play? Pay. Pay, oh. <laughs> and I had already paid for right. We live in Los Angeles, so right. I already paid for private school here. Right, right. Yep, that so was a college. That, that was a college. That degree. I was obligated yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it is on you. Right. But after the first year, she said, it's going to cost like $300,000. Yeah. She said, and you're invested in my future. I said, yeah. She said, I want my future to be in cannabis. Okay. So whatever money you were going to invest in college, I'd rather you invest that into the cannabis business. Oh, she's smart. That's why she's CEO. Yeah. And this is what I tell people. Not that anything is wrong with college. No. It's great. Yeah. But if you're going to go to college to then get a job, then that's what you're supposed to do. But right. if you're going to go to college to be a boss, it's kind of hard to be a boss when they train you to be an employee. That's right. And she knew they weren't going to teach her about cannabis in college. So now we have a consultant business where she can consult other people about cannabis, how to get in it, social equity that we're a part of here in Los Angeles, um, what weed she likes. Um, and this is all Tua, too. So we have a hybrid, a, um, an indica, and a sativa. And we have Deuces Academy that teaches people and destigmatizes the idea about cannabis. Right. Right. So her first contract 
what you know we're still waiting on is like 1.2 million dollars nice. at 23 years old. Wow! So if you can get a million dollars at 23, at 23, you should do it. Just like if you were. So you're you you rubbed off on her. Um, uh, big yeah. time. Yeah, she pays me. Yeah, big. Yeah. She pays. Pay. I pay for you. Your pay, turn to pay, pay for back. me. It's right. a mofo. Right. And so we shoot we shoot in a reality show and so it just destigmatized. So I'm able to do television. She's great in front of the camera. I don't know where that came from. Right. And and it's a business. So we literally people get to transparently see how we nice uh, mature in this business. I love it. And you know, when when I see her, she just looks so comfortable in her skin. Yeah. She really does. Yeah. Just like you. you, you She's a so, Sally. You're like, Sally. this is it. Yeah, yeah I love, it. love I, it. And it's so funny that I even say it like that because I didn't realize how much pressure there was. Right. And uh, they go, you put so much pressure on us. I said, I don't say anything to you. She goes, that's the pressure. <laughs> you don't say anything. Right. You don't you just get expect. mad. Right. <laughs> you just expect. I supposed to. Yeah, I, yeah. We did all the work. Right, right. Right. Like Phil Jackson, when I played for the Lakers, he didn't yell. He yelled in practice. No reason to yell during the game. Right. If, if I'll he, get your butt tomorrow. If you didn't listen in practice, right. you're going to listen in the game? No. Right. Right. So mentality was we did the work. That's right. Now let's go have fun. That's right. Any advice you got for any young spider Sally out there? Yeah. Um, practice more than everybody else. And uh, don't believe the hype. You can always get better. Awesome. And what makes you smile? What makes me smile? Waking up. Waking up? When I wake up, I smile. You should see, I, I drink water. I may pass gas. I smile. <laughs> like, I made it. You know? <laughs> well, when I turned 25, my, I, told, I called my mother. I said, Mom, 25. She goes, you made it. <laughs> you made it. You made it. Right. And I told her when I was 50. She goes, you're 50? How old am I? And I was like, you old, Mom. Mom. <laughs> I'm 50 years old. See, even with your mom. Yeah. You don't spare your mom even with your jokes. No. No. <laughs> we, were, we were cracking jokes at the funeral. It's just, it's uh, just how it's going to be. It's how I deal with. That's uh, who you are. I deal with pain. Yeah. With, with jest and laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do things to make you smile. Uh, please like, subscribe, hit that bell, and uh, talk to you later. See you in the next one. Do things to make you smile. Deuces. Bye. Deuces. Never ever let life hold you down. Don't worry, be happy, down, upside, brown. Motivation, inspiration, uplifting, and giving. Inspiration, motivation, get your life and keep living. Never ever let life hold you down. Don't worry, be happy, down, upside, frown. Motivation, inspiration, uplifting, and giving. Inspiration, motivation, get your life and keep living. Come back, girl, on, on. Give me city.